Welcome to From the Outside Looking In with your hosts Patrick Bannis and Andy Leoskos. Come on in. All right. Welcome back again. Welcome once again to the show that always ends. Um, We're not really all that glad you could attend. No, seriously, we're just joking. We're super stoked that you could attend. We're pumped to have you here. Welcome to From the Outside Looking In, the show about everything, the show about nothing, the show about you, the show about me, the show about Mr. Patrick Bannis. Uh, 98% of the show will be about Patrick Bannis because, you know, in the long run, Pat is the guy that actually writes everything together. I just hit record. Um, But (laughs) anyways, welcome again to From the Outside Looking In in a show about geek culture from an outside perspective or from an inside perspective who knows you know the deal we like comics we like movies we like all sorts of shit um i am andy liascos with me as always the samo law to my cordell walker mr patrick banis hey i'm sadly disappointed you all showed up empty-handed yeah, for real. And I mean, I fucking I pulled out a Walker Texas Ranger quote to fucking begin the show. It's fucking great. I didn't know that that was still that people would even pick up on that. I think there's I think you're going to get an okay boomer for that. I you know what? I had to look up what Sammo Hung's character's name was in that <laughs> show and I was like, "Oh, fucking Walker Texas Ranger was great in this spin-off show Martial Law, right?" Yep, that Which was what I thought you start- were going for. Yeah, yeah, but his character's name is Sammo Law. Like Samo Hung's character's name is Samo Law. Yeah, really original. great fucking yeah, great fucking creative work there. Uh, <laughs> somebody <laughs> fucking get the Emmy out for the fine folks at Walker Texas Ranger, one of the greatest American shows ever made, though. Uh, anyway, Pat, how the fuck you doing, man? You know, pretty uh, pretty good. It's it's getting cold out, man. Fall, fall came and went, man. I, I don't know what's going on. I'm sad. It fucking, yeah, it stayed for like a hot second. Um, this is uh, technically our uh, spooky Halloween episode, uh, even though it's like, what, November 7th today? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> what I mean, whatever. We're, we're seven days late. How can we tell uh, you about our Halloween if we don't have it? Yeah, exactly. Duh. We're out there living experiences for you guys so that we can come here and share them. That's right. How can I get the half off candy and tell you about it if it's not the day after the Halloween to get the half, exactly. half off candy? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, what's been your uh, candy of choice this Halloween? Oh, man. Um, there is a uh, the fun size Snickers pack. It's like the mixed bag. So it's got four mm-hmm. different ones in it. It's got the regular Snickers, the almond Snickers, Ooh. the peanut butter Snickers. Oh, yeah, dude. And it's got this crisper Snickers, so it's like the Rice Krispies, you know, instead of yeah. whatever else. So all in all, pretty solid. Um, you know, that and and peanut butter pumpkins. Yeah, peanut butter pumpkins are fire. You know what's really disappointing, though? A lot of people this year, I like, I, I respect the peanut butter pumpkins. I respect the regular Reese's peanut butter cups. But man, stop putting miniatures in there. Nobody wants a miniature. You know what I mean? Uh, you're really slack. And yeah. see, I know oh. people like people that I work with were talking about how they were going to go whole hog because they got to keep up with the Joneses. You know how it is. You got to keep up with the Joneses. 
As soon oh, yeah. as somebody starts giving out whole full size candy bars, everybody's giving out full size candy bars. Yep. So uh, didn't didn't find one house that was giving out full size candy bars. Uh, nice thing about my house, I don't have a sidewalk, right? And I'm like up in the woods, so I don't have to uh, give out candy. So you know, the wife yeah. and I go trick or treating with the girls, and uh, I I know that you and Eve uh, dressed up. Uh, for Halloween, but the girls wanted to be witches, so I also got to dress up for Halloween, Ooh. and I dressed up as my favorite warlock, uh, one Mister John Constantine. Your Nobody got warlock. it. Oh yes, absolutely fucking lutely. Nobody got it, but you know, I knew I was fucking dressed up, and that's all that matter. Like people were like, "Did you just come from work?" I was like, "No." no I didn't. <laughs> There's no nerds <laughs> in Chester County, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Yeah, and I'm like, I wouldn't. I don't wear ties to work anyway. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I sit behind a computer screen all day. Yeah, and talk to people about. Yeah, the nerds. Technology. The nerds don't have like McMansions in Chester County. They they are living in apartments somewhere else. I don't even in Westchester. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, hey, but what was disappointing about the McMansions was there weren't, weren't any full candy bars. I mean, come on, fucking cop to it, Chester County. Yeah, seriously. I thought you people had more, you know, had a little more clout. I mean, up. Yeah. Well, we're not the main line. You know, we're not really the main line. We're not Wayne. Oh, you're not the main line. Oh, my God, no. No, we're not the main line. Yeah, we didn't. Fucking, we had. We had and, one. And if you're not from, if you're not from the Philadelphia area, you're like, what the fuck are these? What? Guys talking what about? are they mainlining, dude? Yeah. Straight up. Yeah, we had one. Uh, we had one pair of trick or treaters, and this is partially my fault because I came home from work, watched TV for like a half an hour, and then I went upstairs to the office and I was like researching uh, HVAC contractors because I need to get a yep. furnace. And okay. so yeah, then, I just like, had a furnace repair guy out. Uh, I had a furnace repair guy out, and he's like, "Hey, your uh, heat exchange was cracked. You're probably going to want to get a new furnace." I'm like, "Oh man." So now I'm like, so I started doing that research and then Eve comes home at like six or something. So I don't even know what time it was to be honest. And she's like, why don't you have the light on? Nobody knows to come to the house. I'm like, oh God. So as soon as she turns the light on, like we get a pair of trick-or-treaters and they're like the most lame entitled trick-or-treaters. It's like two, um, you know, preteen, like little white girls and they were wearing sweats and they had like taken, I don't even know what, maybe a Sharpie, and they'd like kind of penciled in uh, whiskers. Oh, nice. And that was probably, it. Like, pr- there was probably wasn't... not a Sharpie if they put that on their yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, it's right? true. It's true. Yeah. Right, right. It's some sort of makeup product. I don't know. But there was no yeah. no ears that I can recall. When, when it comes. When it comes to Sharpies and faces, those are strictly reserved for drawing dicks on your past yeah, out buddies. Yeah, yeah, college party <laughs> stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right, That's right. true. Yeah, so they, you know, there was like two I girls, and dick on his they forehead. didn't, they didn't even, uh, they were, they, there was no happy Halloween, there's no trick or treat. Their mom had to like come up and kind of educate them. I'm like, come on, you two, I'm like you had to get with uh, this. Yeah. And then nobody else the rest of the night, and I was like, all right, that's that's our Halloween. One, we get one, maybe two trick or treaters, and then you get one, you get one. So, uh, we went to even I had to go to a, a New Orleans theme party. Her father throws a, a Halloween party, a pretty decent party every year, and it has a theme. So this well, year it was New declare. Orleans, and uh, you know Eve went as a uh, you know like a voodoo queen, and she won a prize for that. And um, nice, you know we had talked about doing like Papa Midnight. Yeah, we talked about yeah like not doing blackface. Papa Midnight is for more from Brooklyn and Harlem than he is from 
New Orleans, so... Oh, really? It is not a, uh accurate but he, portrait. He, but he's a voodoo guy. I, that's, I, I understand that, but this is a New Orleans party. So okay, I'm tra- all right, all right. So all right. I, I dressed up as uh, world-famous New Orleans musician Dr. John. I know Dr. John. Um, I, you know, you want to know how I mainly know Dr. John? Please, I know tell he's me. world famous. I know he's world famous and and all of that. But my main exposure to Dr. John, and the reason why it is a household like name to me, um, is because Dr. John plays piano on the spiritualized song "Cop Shoot Cop." Oh, and cool. that's uh, and that's 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 my whole exposure to Dr. John and like why why I started listening to him yet again spiritualize broadening my life. There you go. So he's but he's he's a uh, uh, you know pretty famous like funk and New Orleans musician and yep. it basically is you know you dress up like a a kind of a raggedy hobo and yep. with lots of like tchotchke necklaces and stuff and a weird top hat and Boom, and that's it. And nobody got it. I had so I, I had to like download some music so that I actually had enough Dr. John music other than one song. I have prior to this one Dr. John song. And that was the only song I needed because once you start playing it, everybody knows who it is. Well, not everybody knows who it is. The older folks know <laughs> the older crowd knows who it is. Right. Um anybody from like Gen X on up has it, it's like crap it's total crapshoot. Well, you had a wonderful opportunity to play Cop Shoot Cop by Spiritualized, but you failed. Yeah, no so. one would. That would have been like twice as, uh, uh, twice as nobody's going to get that. Yeah, no, for sure. Two times um, but, done, nobody's getting it. Yeah, but, you know, uh, I don't know if, I, I mean, I'm hoping by now that our, our listeners have determined that I am pretentious. Um, <laughs> so. Perhaps you'd be heard. like, yeah, yeah. Of course you haven't heard of this song, you fucking peasant. <laughs> you prol. Yeah. You I'm uneducated. Sorry. You uncultured swine. Yeah. I'm sorry. This is not on your now. That's rock. Twelve. Two thousand twelve compilation. Now that's what I call Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Eleven. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I do so like you Disney. know. Oh, speaking of Disney. Um. Uh, guess who pre-ordered Disney Plus? This guy. Guess it's... who thinks he may get Disney Plus for free with his Verizon account? Okay, good luck with that. I, I don't I, think it's going to happen, but... If you can make that happen. But even if you can't, I mean, literally, find the $7 a month and just... Sp- I mean, it's $7 a month. Just spend it. Oh, Jesus. man. I'm already just, spending... Just... $7 a month on public television and $5.34 a month on ESPN Plus. I mean, there's a lot of expenditures, man. Well, if you if you go if you go $12.99 a month, you get Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. So Oh yeah, when does that when can I That's what I want. Yeah, you're November you're, 12th. November okay. 12th. You can do it November 12th. All right. Same so day. What, yeah. All right. And that's that's next Thursday. And um, also um, next, no, November 12th is not next Thursday. November 14th is next Thursday. But November 14th, two days after Disney Plus drops, The Mandalorian drops. I know. The, we, posted the, we posted the trailer I know, to I'm the Facebook pumped. page, and it's super cool. So um, that is going to be a, a pretty awesome thing. Yeah, if I, can get, if I can get even like pretty basic Hulu and ESPN, 
I'm totally in. I just have to figure. I just have to swap out my current ESPN Plus and then get the whole package. Yeah, you, yeah, you can get Hulu and you can get ES, ESPN Plus for twelve ninety nine. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and I, yeah, I, I mean, it's it. Besides the Mandalorian, it's also going to have additional Star Wars content. Um, it'll have all the episodes of the Clone Wars. I don't know if they're doing more Clone Wars. Like they may do more new Clone Wars. It'll also have the Obi Wan series. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is going to be fire, but it'll also have original Marvel content. Yeah, so uh, we talked yeah. about some of this stuff in some of the yeah. pri- in, in pre- prior shows, you know, um, the terribly named WandaVision. Yep. Um, uh, was it Falcon and Winter Soldier? Yeah. Um, the animated thing that I am totally looking forward to, the What If what series. if i am super pumped on what super if. pumped yeah so yeah so they there there's going to be content there once they get it all once it all lands yeah. um so i but I, I, yeah. but i think like day one you get every star wars movie you get uh every marvel movie you get every disney movie so i mean there, there's going to be content there like initially and then they'll start you know doing more and more original content yeah yeah yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I got now, now that you're saying I can. I I keep forgetting there's this package. So once I can once I can hook up the package, I'm totally in. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, it's almost no brainer. Speaking of the package, hold on. I gotta. You gotta try this. Make, making it. Yo, you making a making an adjustment? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's gonna <laughs> come out really good. Um, I've been sitting on this for a while. I think I got this from. Uh, <laughs> I got. I was sitting on this package for a while. Now I got this from a beer swap. Um, it is. The uh, separate. Oh, you're talking about beer. Yeah, it's beer, not the package. There's a no. whole, no. a whole this line of package jokes. This isn't a Doctor Manhattan <laughs> reference. They were, they were hilarious. No, this is, uh, this is, uh, a, I got this from a beer swap. Uh, I think at last year's fantasy football draft, we usually do a beer swap, and this is the the Spellbook Maple Imperial Stout. Ooh. Can by Separatist Beer Project in Percocy, PA. Hmm. Okay. All right. So, I was kind of out at Separatist, but now I'm back in. Okay. All right. I mean, Maple Imperial Stout. I mean, you got to. I do like a good Imperial Stout. Oh, so so this is going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to roll this into a, a, a quick story and it's going to be a double. You got to try this. So uh, I, sh- I sent you some te- I texted you some pictures last weekend when I was out. I went to um, I went to Row House Movie Theater. It's on the other side of town. It's a real small, quaint little theater. They had Samurai. It's Samurai Month at this theater. Okay. So um, I sent you a picture. I was drinking a stout yeah. there too because it was like noon. Um, and so they do a theme every month, and this month in November they're doing samurai, like uh, you know, samurai movies, and they were showing nice. this uh, Kira Kurosawa movie called The Sword of Doom, and hmm. it was it's one of the it, I mean it's one of the few Kurosawa movies I haven't seen, um, so I wanted right. to check it out. It's about this uh, this samurai who basically he just basically goes like sociopath like he goes nuts nice it's like what happens when you kind of go away from your training or whatever like uh, you know samurai have like sword style they have like specific styles well he went off onto his own style like he was kind of like excommunicated from a school and it's just this tale about him going on and he's just he just becomes more murderous 
and more like crazy as the as the movie goes on. Sure. Um, and it's 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 typical Kurosawa. It's beautiful use of light and shade. It's great use of sound effect. Um, it's a lot of like very intense, um, like like facial expression, like visual stuff. Um, and of course, like Deshira Mufune's in it, and he's got a great role as like a, a school like samurai like teacher. Um, so it was it was a great movie. So I, I went there. It was this great little theater. Um, if you're out in Pittsburgh, it's an awesome place to check out. They do monthly themes, um, but but samurai flicks. I mean, that's great. That's so great. So I walked in, and it's a real narrow hallway, and they've got all this movie art, and then they have a bottle shop. And then you keep walking back and they have like a little concession stand where they got like four or five beers on tap. And then it's this it's this tight, you know, narrow theater, um, you know, I don't know what, 15, 20 feet wide. Maybe it's not it's not real big, but man, it's totally worth it. It was I, I nice. think I paid I paid like nine dollars. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So it was a great flick. Um, I had a great local stout. Um, now I'm going to try this. Oh, this is going to be really delicious. Hold on. Is this the is this the maple vanilla stout that we're trying right now? The maple imperial. Maple imperial. Mm. No, no vanilla. So nice. it's like rich. It's like really rich and caramelly and malty. And then there's like that sweet maple. Ah, uh, this nice. is a sipping beer. This is a real nice beer right here. I I recently uh this this last weekend I was um watching the fights. Uh, oh right, the DS fight. Yeah, with uh, uh, spent a little time with Nick, went and saw his new house and uh, watched the fights. But he had picked up, and I forget the name of it, but it's a limited edition run uh, Imperial Stout from Tired Hands mm. uh, over in Ardmore. Right. Okay. It was fire. Normally, Tired Hands makes you know a lot of uh, IPAs, uh, but this was a fire Imperial Stout. I'll find oh, the good. name of it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was good to see them uh, branch off and not just. Uh, I love IPAs, but you know it's winter. Uh, it's Porter Stout season. Oh, it's totally winter Porter. St- it's Porter Stout season for sure. Yes. Oh man, hundred percent. Yeah, and if any of you listeners uh, want to hit up our Facebook page, why don't we uh, why don't we put up a little poll? Name your uh, favorite stouts. Name your favorite porters. Uh, mm. One of one of my favorite porters uh, always is uh, the Gonzo Imperial Porter. Um, who the fuck makes that? Uh, is it is it Dogfish Head? I think it's no, it's not Dogfish Head. No, it's, not, uh, not the Gonzo. It no, would it's, be um... it, it's a Flying Dog. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, that shit's fire. Nice. My uh, favorite, one of my go-to porters would probably, be, uh, or not, uh, my one of my go-to dark beers would be Brooklyn's Chocolate Stout. Okay. Always a always a winner. Can never go wrong. 18th um, Street Brewery used to make a Russian Imperial Stout called the Czar. I don't think they make it anymore. I think they they mainly do the alien abduction, um, <clears throat> but the Czar. Was, or no, they do the hunter. The alien abduction is pipeworks, uh, but they they made this Russian imperial stout called the Czar, and it was a Russian imperial stout that was an absolute cinnamon bomb. Like it was just fucking Ooh. loaded with cinnamon, and it was so delicious. Really? Uh, but I, yeah, but they they don't make it anymore. But it was fire, fire, uh, fucking beer. Yeah, I'm trying to think. If there's one other. Um, is it Old Rasputin? 
Oh, the old Rasputin by Gold Coast. Yeah, absolutely. Great fucking Russian Imperial Stout. Yeah, that's that's another one. Total go-to um, money stout. Just a total yep. money stout. Um, and, of course, um, the Founders Breakfast Stout is always delicious. Yeah. As is as is the uh, the KBS, which is uh, breakfast stout conditioned in Kentucky bourbon barrels, mm. and the much much harder to find CBS, which is breakfast stout conditioned in Canadian whiskey barrels. Mm. Oh, Old Rasputin is North Coast Brewing. North Coast. I knew it was something coast. I mean, no I did it off the top of my head. Pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm here to I'm here to correct you and, and yeah, in a no, very sure, kind sure. and supportive <laughs> somebody's way. Gotta, yeah, somebody's got to do the politifact on this. That's right. I got it. I got it. I'm checking in real time. I always love the I always love the old Rasputin because it had like a picture of Rasputin and he had like a weird like he, I don't know what he was doing, um, but he had a, his hand up at his head and I, I don't know why I forget what he was doing. If I, I don't know if he was like, you know, blessing someone or something. I don't even know. But it was always a phenomenal stout, so it's always a good. Oh yeah, go-to. no, it, it's. It's an absolute beast of a stout. Yeah. The older I, I, I love it. Uh, back in the day when um, uh, you couldn't get the Dark Lord, even like now it's a fucking pain in the ass to get the Dark Lord. Dark Lord is an amazing oh, yeah, yeah. material. Uh, but the old Rasputin was always a good tried and true. Um, there's a couple other really great stouts out there uh, that are worth uh, the Yeti uh, is, is fantastic. Um, uh oh um what the fuck is the stout by bells um mm. they have a milk stout or is that yeah well, they there's there's they make two stouts one's the kalamazoo and then um one's like this awesome stout um let me let me look it up expedition is it the expedition the ex- expedition stout oh the expedition stout so fucking delicious the yeah. expedition stout oh my god it's so good so, yeah i feel so like it, i feel like if you just if you just like think back to like some of the some of the the high quality breweries right like bells and founders and stuff like that you're gonna hit you're gonna get something good out of that you know yes absolutely so right on so that's right. uh good stuff we should definitely give uh you know what? Just fucking drink some stouts. Yeah, cold cold weather season is great for just sipping on a stout and just just relaxing. Uh, so I agree. nice. Uh, what's going on here? I don't know. My what page, you're doing there, bud. My pages are my research pages are refreshing. I need these pages. So that I can tell you some uh, some news, if you will. Oh my God! Hey, you know what, Pat? I forgot to ask you. Um, what's going on in the world today? There are spooky things going on in the world, my friend. Spooky things going on. No. So I'm gonna Uncle Pat just gonna tell you a story about a scary place that uh, if you Kentucky. If you are, it's is it in Kentucky? No, I don't know. <laughs> if you are, uh, if you are not. If you are not the faint of heart and you have the testicular fortitude, maybe, maybe you could go to McCamey Manor. Ooh. McCamey Manor is a, uh, it's, it's an extreme 
haunted att- attraction. <clears throat> uh, it originated in San Diego. Um, this guy, Russ McCamey, started running these, uh, you know, experiences or whatever you want to have it out of, uh, I-, I guess it's his house in the San Diego area. And there was no, there's no, uh, there's no fee to get in, but you have to go through like a screening period, um, to, to, to be sure that you are like sound of like mind and emotional stature to go. Cause apparently it's a mind fuck. So he had, he had done this. I think this dated back to about 2015 and he had done this in San Diego, and I think that he had gotten a lot of um, flack for it. And finally, uh, like two years ago, he moved to two uh, locations, one in Tennessee and one in Alabama. And you, he, uh, I think some of his, there is, it's on a Netflix show. Um, I think there's a Netflix show. It's called Dark Dark Tourist, and yeah, yeah, one of the I, I love that show. And okay, um, is is this the, the, where he just like basically just fucking tortures the living shit out of you, basically? Yeah, this is that place where it's basically like you're be. It's basically like they 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 will kidnap you from somewhere, take you to this location, and then you will be put through like this you know, survival horror simulation or whatever, which is like apparently super unsettling. And there's a lot of videos on YouTube and on Netflix and places like that where you can see people who have, you know, gone through this. He records every one of these um, because he's actually gotten in trouble with the cops a bunch of times because he'll he'll part of the part of the event is that they they kidnap you from somewhere. Right. So, so yeah. like you, that's how it starts. And so people would see people like these other people, random people getting kidnapped and they would call the cops. So they'd go to his house and he'd be like, no, I have this, look at this 40 page waiver or whatever. Like he has this insane waiver. So apparently now it has made it to Tennessee and Alabama. Um, and there's already like, I, I assume it's the locals, but they've already started petitions um, that have tens of thousands of people like to trying to encourage the local government to like kind of run this guy out of town because they don't want that kind of thing in their in their town. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, of course. Because it's fucking it's crazy. It's crazy what he does to these people. Yeah. Yeah. Like so one person. um one person uh, called it, you know, I he and I quote, it's literally just a kidnapping and torture house. Some people have had to seek professional psychiatric help and medical care for extensive injuries, unquote. Pretty crazy stuff, like pretty scary freaky stuff. Yeah, so, no, that uh, yeah, I saw the uh, I saw the uh episode of Dark Tourist on that and I was like this is the most fucking ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my uh, life. Right? Yeah. Right? So so you have to fill out, you have to read and sign a 40-page waiver. You have to you have to figure out, you have to create a safe word. You have to watch a two-hour long warning video that basically just warns you about what the hell is going to happen. 
right? And then it's this 10 hour long thing that you go through. Um, apparently as of, I gotta look at the date on this. Um, oh, as of six days ago, no one has no one has ever successfully completed the entire thing. Yeah, without, that's insane. And without so he records out, all this. Yeah, without right. tapping out. And tapping out is like if you see some of the videos on YouTube, tapping out is like he basically makes you like rat yourself out like you're a sissy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm, you know, I'm a sissy. I couldn't handle it. I'm tapping out. I give up. Um, you know what I mean? Like that's pretty wild stuff. So this is, um, you know, you can go online. He's got his, they've got a website for it. Uh, you can like see tons and tons of YouTube movies about it. Um, everything is like, there's, there's a lot of cautions and warnings and, and everything. It's, it's pretty wild stuff, man. But it's like, I just don't, and, and you're not allowed to like fight back. Like he, you know, basically people will, are going to mess with you, but you're contractually obligated not to fight back. You can't go there inebriated or intoxicated. You can't, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if he's like trying to find like the ideal person to not make it through. Like if that's what all the screening is about, but he also doesn't want people to get drunk and go in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, I mean, some of the shit he does to these people is, is, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. It's really unbelievable. Oh yeah, yeah, like like borderline waterboarding. Yeah, I would not, I would not be in on this at all. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's weird. It's really, really weird. So I would challenge our listeners, you know, all ten of our listeners. Yeah, I would challenge you to go to YouTube and check out some of these videos. Um, uh, it's McCamey Manor, M C K A M E Y McCamey Manor. Um, it is, it's pretty serious. You have to be 21 and older. You can't, you can't be a youngin, apparently. Um, oh, geez. Completed a sports physical with doctor's letter stating you are physically and mentally cleared. Pass a background check. Be screened. This is insane, dude. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a ton, a ton of stuff you have to go through this, in order pass- to do this. Pass a portable drug test on the day of the show. What the fuck kind of thing is this? I'm out. I, I, I this sounds too. This sounds too much. Like too much effort for me. Oh no, hell no! I it's the most ridiculous thing ever. And if you've seen the videos of it, it's like, why would you want to go through all of that just to fucking be like uh, tasered and and slapped around by a dude and have like cold water dumped on you and shit like that? Yeah, like there's a guy there. There's one of the videos where the guy has like a hood on, and he's dunking this dude in in like in like a riverbank, like water, and it's just insane. And you're not allowed to fight back. Like you're not allowed to like protect yourself. It's it's pretty wild, man. I I, I can't. I, I couldn't sign up for it without breaking half the rules because I would, you know, like fight or flight would kick in or something. I don't know. But anyway, a hundred, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Crazy story. It's it's pretty wild. Um, you know, I think that it's it's one of those really weird, spooky things. Um, I I think it would be just, just be spooky just to sit around and watch the YouTube videos for a while. Yeah, I, I, some of the videos are. I mean, it's it's just disturbing stuff. It's more in the in the in in almost in the slasher realm of shit. You know, it's like hostile. Right. It's like living through hostile. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So, pretty weird stuff. 
But that's the kind of thing that goes on on, a, on the Halloweenies. That's the, yeah, exactly. That and like uh, demons, right? Don't demons, isn't there a demon thing on Halloween? Devil's Night. There's, there's a candy thing. Oh, Devil's Play, Devil's Night. Yeah, Devil's Play or I don't know. I forget Devil's what they call Night. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Devil's Night in, uh, in Detroit. It's the night before Halloween. If you and you should know this because, like the if I I saw a documentary on it about uh, Devil's Night and the stuff that goes on in Detroit. I think it was called The Crow. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, gotcha. Wow, got him, got him. Wow, <laughs> little known documentary about uh, Devil's Night called The Crow. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's uh that's definitely. I, I got somebody on on the documentary joke one time, and I was talking about Predator. Nice. Like, yeah, no, I saw no, they found aliens for sure. I saw saw a whole documentary about it. <laughs> <laughs> and even though there's another Terminator movie, it's still it's still a uh it's still a documentary. So yeah, it's no, still a documentary to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, how else would we know unless they came back from the future? Right? I mean Right. That's how you know. The logic's there, right? <laughs> <laughs> totally logical. Yes, a hundred percent. It's so, it's definitely more logical than going to that fucking mansion and having this guy beat your ass for nine hours. Yeah. <laughs> so now that we promoted, uh, we promoted a uh, a venture that no one is going to go do because yep. we've done a shit job of promoting it. We should. Pro- yeah, don't go do that. <laughs> we should, I mean, I mean, we're advertising it. He got some free pub. Um, yeah, people I, are gonna we're gonna watch some I mean, videos. I could, see, I could see like if you really wanted to push yourself, right? Yeah, I guess that's that's definitely one way you can go, right? If you're one of those weekend warrior types. That's what you're gonna do. Yeah, I'm more I mean, like I a would... weekend napper, but yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm gonna no. try to binge when I want when I want to push myself. I just really binge watch a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah, like. Like how hard, how hard, how hard can I push myself to watch hours and hours of a show I need to catch up on? Yeah, hundred percent. So let's uh, let's move on to something better. Let's do something better. Let's do something the, better. The mixed media moment. Oh, you know what we do in the mixed media moment? We talk about. Movies, books, and comics, TV books, shows and stuff. And TV movies. shows and a movie. Sometimes time. we talk about music. Nice. That intro is getting fucking. I mean that that is the, getting really good. The wah wah really pedal good. at the end there. That you oh, really yeah. nailed that. Hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just went with it. I just felt it and I went with it. Yeah, it's like interpretive dance. I feel yeah. like you have your own interpretive dance for it. Exactly. It's just, you know, when something hits you, you just you just run with it. You got to go. You got to do it. But this I think this is uh, something that I've been wanting to talk about for a while. Oh, right? yeah. Um, but you finally uh, you finally were able to power it out. Um, but it's a great show. Uh, great. I would still say newer show. You know what I mean? Oh, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's on a streaming service. Uh, so it's on Amazon Prime. So all episodes drop at once. Right. Yeah, it's only been out a couple of months. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, but uh, first season, uh, one of the best superhero shows I have ever seen. Um, we're talking about The Boys, ladies and gentlemen. The Boys. Yeah, I I thought that this was a, 
I thought this was originally based on a graphic novel, but I was wrong. It is actually, uh, it was actually a full comic series. I yeah, did not it's a know full that. Comic ser- yeah, full comic series by Garth Ennis. Um, legendary writer Garth Ennis. Uh, oh, creator, yeah, for sure. Yeah, creator of a lot of great stuff. Uh, not uh, n- not just the boys, but also uh, another uh, great, great series and also great TV show. Uh, based off that preacher uh, yep, was also yep. uh, Garth Ennis. Yep, and He's uh, had great runs on uh, the Punisher. Yep, um, I think Batman. Batman. Yep. Um, so yeah, a- absolutely, absolutely. Hellblazer. So, I was not aware. I was not aware that this was a full comic run. But now, now I have to see if I can get some um, trades and uh, and check that out. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, he wrote. Uh, he, uh, ironically, he said he wrote the boys to out preacher preacher. Right. Yeah. He wanted the ultra violence. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he got it. He got it. Yeah. Um. It was pretty. Uh. It, it was pretty. I. It really went. It, it really went violent. Like. Yeah. No. By for like sure. A, by like episode two, it was like I was like, oh wow, that just. Well, I mean, in right. episode one, the, that chick just gets obliterated by H. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Spoilers from here on out, right? Right. Uh, yeah. The As premise of the usual. show. Yeah, the premise of the show is that superheroes are real; they exist in our world, right? Uh, but they are controlled by uh, a, a corporation that handles all of their their media, their image, and all of that is handled by this corporation, and. Um, uh, the superheroes definitely portray that that you know typical comic book persona, but m- much like a lot of DC Vertigo type stuff, the underneath is you know a much more flawed and damaged uh, reality, and this really fucking pushes the envelope on that. Oh, for sure, yeah, I I really. I like the the gritty perspective of of heroes and how they can how they can be very flawed um especially like uh, you know once they're under like this corporate umbrella you know yeah because not only are they like super powered individuals then they have a massive corporation that's like protecting their their every move and and covering up all these disgusting and horrible things that they do you know oh yeah Uh, and then you know they're they're idolized there's a tie-in uh between uh all the superheroes and christianity and how like uh all the heroes are actually like chosen or ordained by god that's how they got their powers right Mm -hmm. um and like one of the guys uh who's not a uh, so there's a group called the seven right and consider them like the Avengers or the Justice League of this world, right? Like they're the main yep. hero group, right? And uh, one of those heroes, uh, Lamplighter, retires. Also, uh, Lamplighter, great name, especially if you're a hockey fan, because that kid fucking <laughs> lights lamp. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was, I, I was, I'm like, is Garth Canadian? I never looked Does that up. Like but hockey? I'm, I'm like, yeah, fucking lamplighter. That kid fucking eat sleep lamp. Um but uh so then um this new girl uh gets brought in as a member of the seven and the seven are just terrible. Um I, I guess not all the seven are terrible. Like the right. one uh the one Maeve, woman Queen yeah, Maeve. Ma- yeah, Queen Maeve is cool. Um I don't know about Black Noir. 
You know what I mean? Like, there's no oh, yeah. insight. Yeah, there's no insight to his personality, really. Right, uh, he, right. He does straight up, you know, kill that one chick, kind of, but she can regenerate. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, the characters are so fucking well. Uh, so superheroes are real, but there's also a group of regular people that know that superheroes are complete and total bullshit. Um, so like they have this sort of like side thing, uh, where they're trying to stop the superheroes and the corporation, which are trying to get superheroes, uh, in the military, basically right. they're trying to get right. like, for money, for money. They're trying to, it's yes. on, on the taxpayers dime. And so this group, um, the boys yep. were, they're actually, they're actually used to be CIA. Yes. Correct. They all used to be government cool. agents. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, they, this whole thing starts when, uh, this random, uh, you know, Radio Shack employee, Huey, uh, is walking with his girlfriend and they stop to have a, you know, a a little romantic moment when, uh, the fastest, uh, hero on whatever this world is runs straight through his girlfriend. And just like, obliterates her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just like just blood and bone and every. I mean, just eviscerates. Is pro- eviscerates is yeah. probably a better word. Yes, eviscerates her for sure. So this, and so he, this, he's left holding just her hands, which have been ripped off from her body. Oh, so crazy. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and so. Yeah, so the whole thing starts with with that happening, and uh, s- sort of the premise there is like he runs straight through her, and he's like, "I can't stop, I can't stop, I gotta go, I gotta go," you know. And then, so it gets out, and the way the media spins it is that she kind of jumped into the street uh, without like looking or anything like that, and he couldn't do anything to stop. But in truth, she was standing just off the curb, right, and had been standing there the whole time. Um, and the other thing they said is that he was in the middle of stopping a bank robbery, but there was no bank robbery going on at the time either. So the whole story is bullshit. And like he kind of doesn't apologize uh, uh, about, you know, not accidentally, but, you know, fucking purposely, you know, running through this this person because he wasn't paying attention. Yeah. So that brings him in. So he gets recruited by uh, Butcher. Yeah, Billy Butcher, who is who is played excellently by uh, Carl Urban. Yes. So he's he. I guess we would call him the main. You know, he's probably the most marketable character that's in this show. Yeah, right? absolutely, absolutely. He d- he does a great uh, he does a great job, and and something about his performance feels very like early Gerard Butler to me. Um, okay, which, which I think really fits. It's like it's like rock and rolla Gerard Butler is kind of the vibe that he has going on, which I'm I'm cool with. I'm absolutely cool with. Yeah, the one the one thing that I thought that I, I picked up on pretty pretty quick that I thought was really funny, and I guess I I, I would I'd be really curious if it if it carries over into the comic, is that Huey throughout the show. Is always wearing a rock and roll T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. He's never out. He's never wearing. He's never not wearing a rock and roll T-shirt. They're all terrible. <laughs> Most of them are terrible, but yep. like 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 the Elton John one, are terrible. But he's wearing a rock and roll T-shirt the whole time. So I got to give him credit for being for for doing that. But they, you know, at some point they, you know, they find out that 
um, that A-Train was actually running drugs. Yep. And that a, that's a, how they- A particular type of drug made special, specifically for superheroes. That... Right. And that's how they that's how they know that these guys are are not real superheroes. And yeah, and it's um, the drugs called Compound V. And what they what what you learn as the show progresses is that superheroes are not ordained by God or chosen by God, but they're built in a laboratory. And and the main drug used to create superheroes is Compound V. So when you have superpowers and you take compound v it a gets you like kind of high and fucked up but also increases your powers yeah it's interesting that you know you never see i mean you, you see you know a train uses them and i think his girlfriend used them but i forget what her name was um yeah pop claw pop claw but you don't really get yeah, what a shitty wolverine knockoff yeah right right no for sure she was totally meant never, to be a um, shitty wolverine knockoff too yeah, there's always going to be one, but yeah. they never, um, you never see like uh, Homelander or anybody else using per se. You know what I mean? Right, right. No, no, you never see Homelander using, but Home Homelander. So you know, a couple of things that are different in the comic uh, and the show is in the comic the the whole project is actually started in Nazi Germany. And Homelander is a, a product of that. And because he's he's the most powerful of all the superheroes, he like ages extra slow. So he's not like super old in the comic, but he actually was, you know, built in a Nazi lab. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm realizing there's one character who is who was in the comics but never made it into the show but damn it would have been great for them to have made it into the show uh i'm trying to find him here it was a russian superhero named vaz yeah 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 get out friend yeah. of the show vaz needs to know about this 100 percent. like we should probably just start texting him pictures of the the comic book superhero Vaz. I think. Oh, that's, for sure. We're like, dude, yeah. you made it. You're in. Yes. I think. You've... But one of the funniest fucking things to me in the show is the deep who's sort of the Aquaman oh, character. Oh man. He's so. Dude, he's <laughs> so, so cringy and he's such a piece of shit. Right. But like he decides he like really wants to fucking. Uh, yeah. Like, so it comes out that he like sexually harasses um, the, the new starlight starlight, yeah. the new, the new girl in the, in the seven. Right. And like, you know, it, it's like, it's real horrible, but you know, he's like, he's going to change his image. So he decides to like, rescue a dolphin from sea world right like a dolphin in <laughs> captivity and just like aquaman you know the deep can like swim real deep and and also talk to sea creatures right and so he has the dolphin in the van as they're driving he's talking he's oh, like, no, yeah. yeah no i get it right like, in the driver's seat or he's, he's hanging in the back it's hanging in the back right and like basically the dolphin's like and he's like no i'm not gonna do that that's disgusting and, and the dolphin's just like trip, 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 trip. and he's like oh my god you know he's like if if i let you see it what Will, will you shut up? <laughs> and the dolphin's like, like get real excited and shit. And then the but cops... how that dolphin meets his end is the most hilarious part oh, of the it's... of that whole bit. 
it's so great because the cops like come out to like catch him so fucking the deep like slams on the brakes the dolphin flies out of like the thing that's like the harness that's holding whatever it harness yeah yeah right goes through the front windshield of of the van that the deep's driving there's this great slow motion scene as he's like going through the front seat and the deep looks over and the dolphin like looks over at him and then just like flies like 70 feet out the window and just splatters on the ground oh yeah so good <laughs> oh my god it's the fucking funniest thing ever um then translucent is the first superhero that the boys get uh he has the ability to turn uh invisible and his skin is also impenetrable um which is a, a a cool take on the uh the invisible man kind of superpower right right um but they figure out uh Frenchie, who may be my favorite character of the show, Frenchie's fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, figures out that his skin's impenetrable, impenetrable, but the inside of him is not impenetrable. Like, like, by, you know, like watching a, a thing on, on turtles, right? Uh, so, like, they basically use electricity to knock him out, and then they put a fucking C4 bomb literally up his asshole, right? Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. And then, then Huey's the one that pushes the button that gets uh, trans. Yeah. So that's. Every kind of accidentally lets him out of the cage. Yes. Oh, so good. That was like, I was like, oh, yeah. And there was like intestine everywhere. I was like, this is, this is it. This is so funny. Yeah. The show is really dark. It's really gritty, but it's really funny as well. I mean, it's really, really written well. It has that Garth Ennis kind of style where it's ultra violent, but it's also funny at the same time, even though you're looking at this really fucking disturbing shit. But I mean, the same thing is is true with all of kind of Garth's works in the past. Preacher, uh, hard traveling heroes, um, six pack and dog welder. Uh, that's, that's sort of his style is just this over the top violence, uh, but also some sort of comedic relief to it, which I really do appreciate. Uh, uh, Garth Ennis, I think one of the, you know, one of my top three, uh, comic book writers, everything he writes is pretty, pretty fantastic. Um, and yeah, there's there's so much going on in the boys. It's such a fresh look at superheroes. Um, it sort of picks up kind of where like Watchmen was, right? Where like Alan Moore right. had that that kind of gritty superheroes in real life, you know, being kind of pieces of shit, right? Uh, but this takes it, this amplifies it to like eleven, and really takes it out of the eighties and puts it into today. And you know, not only you know, yes, you know, in in Watchmen comedian rapes silk specter and and there's all that stuff right but there, there's there's a ton of stuff going on and like when the deep when the deep and goes to sandusky ohio right oh, like, when he like meets that chick oh god yeah and then oh. she's just like digging digging her fingers into his gills like just basically fingering him and like, he's oh like, yeah you like that yeah he's like no god it hurts she's like shut up freak it's like it's oh, just it was so that was so uh you know what i that was like that made me uncomfortable yeah no for sure but it was it was like his just dessert for like all the fucking perverted yep. shit he had done right yep, and then totally then, there, then there's the the preacher ezekiel right who's like mr stretch or whatever right and he, you know he's obviously like very you know like him and homelander are very like ultra right wing you know evangelical but like you know ezekiel is also at like gay clubs and like 
you know, given super stretchy reach arounds and shit like that, you know. So there's there's a lot of lot a lot of shit going on like that. Yeah, but it's it's totally. I mean, the the ending is a total swerve. So it's like a really, it's really interesting. It's really cr- creative. It's yes. very dark. Um, not very dark, but it's dark. It's it's dark. You know, yeah, for sure. Even superhero, even our heroes are flawed. Yes. Right. And That's like basically the lesson. Yeah, but like, but not all of them are extremely flawed. Like Starlight is a good person. Queen Maeve is a pretty decent person, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, she struggles, but she's 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 inherently good. Right, right. Even though, like, with the airplane scene, like, she totally fucks up. Yeah, I mean, like, she doesn't do what's right. But at the same time, like, there there is no doubt that the most powerful hero and nobody's gonna fuck with is Homelander. Homelander's basically Superman, right? Uh, He can fly, he's got super speed, he's got laser eyes, he's got super strength, he's impervious to attacks. Um, So, you know, there's, there's that whole thing. Uh, with Homelander and, and, you know, Queen Maeve not wanting to step up to Homelander. Right. Really good. Really good. I, I feel like it's, it was it was definitely worth binging through. You're not going to be disappointed at no, all. No, not at all. It's awesome. It's one of the best uh, superhero properties to really come out in a while. It's, 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 it's a, it's a great dark gritty kind of look. You know what I mean? I think like the Avengers and the Marvel movies, they have a very particular vibe they go for and they do it great. Uh, DC is more or less kind of terrible, but hopefully they'll get it together. Um, the Christopher Nolan Batman stuff was good, you know? Yeah. Uh, But you know, Suicide Squad was terrible. Um, Batman v Superman terrible. I mean, we can go through DCEU and yeah, like <laughs> it's yeah, it's all they not need great. to fire everybody. Yeah, for sure. They need to relook at it. But the boys is great. The acting's great. The production value is great. The story's great. Um, yeah, it's fucked up and it's over the top and it's weird, but it's it's really awesome. Uh, two fucking enthusiastic thumbs up from me on the boys. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it was it was really really good. Um, it's absolutely worth watching. It was very, very interesting and, and very fun and um, a little cringy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. There's definitely cringe moments, but uh, I mean, it's all worth it. I mean, at the end of the, at the end of the day, you you come out. I think it's eight episodes or something like that, and you're yep. like, "Fuck, I cannot wait for the next season." This is, ex- this is great. This is absolutely great storytelling. Yeah, I totally agree. It was very good. So I think I think it's uh, definitely something people are going to enjoy and and, and want to watch. So. I agree, hundred percent. All right, man. So that's we it. Nailed it. We did it. We did a show, everybody. Yay! <laughs> hey, uh, drink beer, watch the boys. Don't go do that sh- shit unless you really fucking want to. Hate yourself. Yeah, right. I fuck it, a. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, so Pat, I think uh, uh, if 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 you have Amazon Prime, I'm gonna throw another show at you real quick here. Um, good omens yeah no no but good omens is great yes you should watch good omens as well yeah, i want to watch that yeah, yeah that, that's fantastic that is a neil gaiman uh uh show also on amazon prime totally worth watching yeah watch watch good omens so let's let's plan on doing this binge out good omens and binge out carnival row uh carnival row carnival row um, yeah, it's a sort of dark fantasy, almost Lovecraftian kind of tale, uh, starring Ed, uh, Orlando Bloom, 
um, aka the guy from Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Uh, amongst, okay. uh, amongst other things, yeah, but it's it's sort of this you know takes place in a fictional world. It's a fantasy thing, um, you know. There's fairies and shit, and uh, and and you know whatever. But it's done in a very Lovecraftian style. It feels like you know Victorian era England, even though obviously it's not England, right? Because it's not it's not our world. Uh, but it's very dark. It's very uh, like I said, very Lovecraftian in in, in certain elements, and it's totally totally worth watching. So cool. Carnival Row, good omens, get that shit done. Um, but until then, uh, thanks for coming by. Thanks for stopping in. Thanks for hanging out with us. We always uh, appreciate the time you spend with us. Until next time, I'm Andy Leoskos. I'll be Patrick Banis. All day, every day. And uh, keep in mind, for check, back check, paycheck, boys. Hashtag eat, sleep, lamp. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus.